Welcome to the Beyond High Performance Podcast, featuring content and conversations from me, Jason Jaggard, along with our elite coaches at Novus Global, their high-performing clients, and the faculty at the Meta Performance Institute for Coaching. On this podcast, you'll hear some of the world's best executive coaches and high-performing leaders, artists, and athletes discuss how they continue to go beyond high performance in their lives and businesses. I wasn't expecting to notice something about my personality. This coaching was very different. Basically, I discovered I discovered loads of mechanisms that stop me from performing, I guess, and from really achieving what I could achieve. Welcome to another episode of Your Finest Hour. In this episode, I, Laura Leflar, interview client Paulina Kurzekva and her coach Rosanna Tomiak. Paulina runs a highly successful bakery in Montreal, specializing in delicious gluten and soy-free baked goods. In this conversation, we discuss how coaching supported Paulina in creating the vision for her business, as well as how coaching has helped her maintain a profitable business within the last two years of COVID. She dives into how accountability to a coach and dialing up her own integrity led to a willingness to answer new questions about how she was showing up to her life. It also helped her create higher profit levels, unprecedented levels of satisfaction in her life and business, all while dialing up the impact her business was having on its target audience. We hope you enjoy the show. All right. I'm so excited to be on the show with both of you today, Rosanna and Paulina. And I'm going to get each of you to introduce yourselves, uh, first of all, because I think you will do a better job of pronouncing your own name. So I'll have you start. (laughs) Paulina, welcome to the show. Can you tell us who you are and a little bit about yourself? Yes, uh, hello. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Polina Kozekva. Um, I'm Polish um, and uh, I currently live in Montreal in Canada. Um, I am a founder and the owner of uh, Odessus Vani, which is a vegan and gluten free pastry shop in Montreal. Thank you. Um, and you've been a client of Rosanna's for how long now? Off and on? Um, off and on for about five years. So okay. we first started uh, before I opened my business. Um, when I was um, really lost in uh, like my new life in Quebec because I moved here from London, England, um, and I wasn't sure where to take my career and what to do with my life in general. Um, so we first met before I opened my business and before I knew what I wanted to do. And then we took a break and then uh, we... Uh, met again. (laughs) Oh, that's great. So, um, oh, I have a lot of questions that I want to ask you (laughs) about coaching and about your business. And let's, uh, let's first hear, uh, from Rosanna Tomiak. Can you tell us about who you are? Absolutely. So yeah, my name is Rosanna and I am an executive coach. I've been in the coaching space for about 10 years. And so I met Paulina about five years into my career, coached her first when I was a solopreneur. And then we re-engaged in a coaching relationship more recently when I was a part of our Novus Global team. And so it's been really cool, I think, to see and experience us grow together in our careers. Like she said, you know, it was at the genesis of her idea for her pastry shop. And now she's like someone I just look at and and admire in terms of what she's been up to. So yeah, it's been really fun. (laughs) Thank you. That's great. Well, and so, man, you guys go back five years. I mean, so we're pre-COVID with that. Did you already have Odessia's Vini when you were starting to work with Rosie or did that come through your coaching? 
Yeah, it definitely came uh, through my coaching 100%. Uh, because when I met Rosanna, um, I, uh, I really didn't know what to do uh, career-wise. I just knew that I was... Um, I didn't like what I was doing at the time at all. Also, uh, well, I, I originally studied sociology and culture studies back in London, but um, it didn't feel like something I wanted to pursue anymore in my life. Um, and since I, you know, changed countries, changed continents, I, I learned French, I felt really lost, basically. Like I didn't know what I should do with my life. And I knew that I had a lot of potential, that um, a lot of creativity in me and independence that could never be expressed um, in any other jobs I had throughout my life. So yeah, I guess the answer, the short answer is, yeah. no, I was very far from having a pastry shop. I was very far from uh, even pursuing baking professionally. It was just one of my ideas on very long list of like maybe having events coordinator company or maybe yeah. I don't even remember all the other ideas but it was just one of several ideas okay so uh, Rosanna what do you remember about why Paulina had hired you initially and where you know where things were when you first started talking yeah and I'm like I'm smiling I'm, my, I'm sure my cheeks are gonna hurt by the end of this and Paulina I think it was Catherine uh, Catherine who introduced us correct Oh, uh, yes. Your, oh, yes. Your real true, estate agent. Yes, I, yeah, yes, yes. so <laughs> we connected through someone that we both knew. You know, like we did this intake session. We had no, we didn't know each other before we became coach and coachee. And I was actually going through a really challenging time in my life. I just like had my heart broken. And so I just remember walking to the coffee shop where Paulina and I would meet every day. This was the pre-pandemic. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, Paulina would bring her, her daughter, Emmeline, who is a toddler. And, you know, like we just figured out how to make it work and went through the experience of her just going through who she was and who she believed herself to be and what might she get up to in the world that would fulfill her. And I, I just remember her coming up with the name of her of her pastry shop. I remember her working on the logo. I remember her sending me a picture when she did like her map hacks or like the the different steps that she took to to like get it off the ground. And I was walking home one day, and I totally forgot about what my problems were because I was so uh, enamored by just like what she was doing. I forgot about myself, and then. And I'll never forget that day when I was walking home because I was like just so excited by what she was doing. Like, so she's really special to me and I, and I really believe she's special in the world and what she's up to. So that's what I remember from the first, oh, the first part I love of our coaching. That. <laughs> I love that. And, and, um, oh man, I have some goosebumps hearing that. Cause it sounds like there was some real chemistry that happened between you as you two started having powerful conversations. Paulina, can you walk us through? So it sounds like there was you know, the birth and infancy stages of Odessia's Veni. And even I'm a French speaker, I'm here in Canada, but many of our listeners are going to be international in the US. They won't know necessarily. Can you tell us what uh, the name of your business is, what it means? Uh, yes, so uh, it basically means um, audacious vanilla, so like very adventurous, uh, explorative vanilla. Um, vanilla because it's the queen of spices it's uh, it's just a beautiful um, very luxurious ingredient 
Um, but it's also very, very traditional and very, like we even say that something is, or someone is vanilla, which is just like, you know, very standard. Um, and my pastry shop isn't standard at all because it's vegan, because it's gluten-free, because um, we use very high quality ingredients, um, very different sugars. Uh, we change our menu constantly. We, uh, we, we are all about exploration. Yeah, so it's just like uh, something that's very traditional and basic that's decided to go in a different direction. <laughs> well, I really love that. Built into the name is permission to reinvent yourself as you go. There's a lot in there. That's really powerful. <laughs> um, but yeah, so going back a step, I'm getting so excited here asking you all these questions, but going back a step, why a bakery? Where did you land on that idea? You had mentioned a minute ago, there was a lot of different ideas you had. Uh, you know, Can you give us some context to where you kind of came up with the idea for, for a bakery and a specialized bakery like the one you have? Mm-hmm. Um, it's specialized because it's very aligned with my lifestyle, my values, but also my uh, autoimmune disease, which is celiac. So uh, yeah. I can't have gluten myself. And um, now Montreal pastry scene is slightly different already, but five years ago it was very difficult to get um, like freshly baked artisanal things that are delicious, that uh, that people actually put an effort to make something incredible other than just gluten-free, you know, which is what we are trying to do. We just don't want to do gluten-free only, but we want to do something that's absolutely amazing and, by the way, gluten-free and vegan. Yeah. Um, so gluten-free and vegan because it's uh, it, it's who I am. So I kind of did um, something that responded to my needs and my, my lifestyle and my philosophy. And bakery, um, it's even difficult to, to answer that question because I'm not somebody who's always been baking or it's not, um, it's like my, my careers were never related to baking or even to manual work. They were a lot more academic and research-based. But uh, at some point I did an event um, when I first moved to Canada, I couldn't work because of the visa restrictions. I was waiting for my immigration process to clear. And so I wasn't allowed to study. I wasn't allowed to work. The only thing I could do was a volunteer. Um, And I volunteered for a mental health organization in Montreal. Um, And um, I wanted to do something more than just, you know, come and do admin work for them in the office. Um, and I've decided to do this event called Depressed Cake Shop. It was a global event um, that started in London and then was pursued in Los Angeles, um, where we would um, raise awareness about mental health issues um, and do a bake uh, bake sale, like a pop-up bake sale for a day or two. And I've decided to go for it. I baked some. I also um, walked around Montreal, asked for donations, um, and we made like an amazing event out of it. Um, and something really good and meaningful as well. Um, and I think that was the moment when I realized that I, I really love this. I, I like being with people. I like doing something that matters. I like baking. I love food. Um, and I like manual, manual things, you know, yeah. <laughs> which was uh-huh. a discovery for me. Yeah. And was there a particular conversation or something that you talked about in coaching with Rosanna that crystallized the idea of the bakery for you? There must have been, definitely, because I, think I always I remember. say that, okay, oh. well, <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to say that I always say 
um, like when somebody asks me about coaching or Rosanna and, you know, like, is it worth it? Does it do anything? Like, is it just a waste of time and money and energy? Why, you know, like you can just buy yeah. a book or you can do something online yourself. Yeah. And um, I really feel um, that I would never do this if it, if it wasn't for Rosanna. Like it, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be in this position right now for sure. I'm assuming I would be happy doing something else, but I would definitely not have my pastry shop. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, tell me, Rosanna, what yeah, was it? Yeah, let's get Rosie. <laughs> Spill the tea, Rosie. What was it? Well, first, that's touching to me. That's like, wow, it kind of hits me at a a deep level. You know, what's what's possible if we can hold the space for someone that's... Yeah. Um, whew. Mm-hmm. Um, what I remember is... Uh, sorry, I'm going to... really touching what I remember is we had that um ikigai conversation do you remember there's like the four things Paulina it's like what you love what the world needs what you can make money doing and then like what you're good at and so I there was like all these right you had a bunch of ideas and there was sort of like this this process of like being a bit methodical about it and it's like you wanted to make it bring you revenue you wanted to like doing it you know, you, you have this real heart for making an impact, you know, on, on humanity, like what she talked about the depressed bake shop. It's like, I think I remember you did cupcakes with like gray icing, wasn't it? And it was like allowing, like you're allowed to be sad. And oftentimes cupcakes are like yellow icing or bright pink colors. And she was like, no, we're, these are going to be gray and morose. And because how you feel where is acceptable. It's it's okay to be sad. So Paulina's always had a heart to make a difference. And I think your bake shop, given that there's like kids, you know, we know kids love sweets and any kid that's celiac can't, you know, cannot walk into these delicious places because they will have a, like really bad reactions to you know, anything that's like delicious and enticing in these stores. So Mm -hmm. now she has this storefront that's extremely beautiful and like kids can come in and drool like you would hope a kid could uh, because it's celiac safe. So there was like that impact piece. And then she, we knew like she already had skill in that area. So Ikigai, I'd say was, was a, I remember that being important. Do you remember that? Yes, yeah. It's like five years ago now. I don't remember much after having a kid, but I think. (laughs) So a lot of dots were connecting as this idea was born. And then Rosanna mentioned that you um, have created some really clear results during COVID. Because that's another whole thing that I would love to ask you about. You've had your business for quite... How how many years now? Four years? Uh, Four years, yeah. Yeah, so... Not only do you have a really cool business model that's creating a lot of impact, but you have now been a business owner during COVID. And Rosanna mentioned that you have created actually some really clear results for your business during COVID. Can you talk to us about how it has been operating a bakery during COVID among restrictions in Quebec and, and you know everything that comes along with that? I'd love to hear about that. It's been very difficult and that's that's not uh, news <laughs> to anyone. Yeah. It's been very challenging. Um, we've been facing a lot of unknown as well. And 
uncertainty with like rules changing constantly what is allowed what isn't what we can do what we can't do um what happens when employees get covid you know it's um what are the symptoms that make it um impossible for them to show up you know like what is okay yeah, to show yeah. up so it's been quite so, ever evolving uh, mm-hmm. yes exactly um yep. so it was exhausting and also uh, when covid started i uh, i got pregnant uh, second time with my second baby so Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was additional extra thing that that made me very stressed uh, because like we didn't know what it means to be pregnant during COVID, um, yeah. and uh, and also you know in terms of energy levels and uh, and yeah, wow. So you're navigating a lot in addition yes. <laughs> to being a business owner during COVID. When you reflect on the last two years, and at the time of this recording, we're coming up on you know about two years since the first cases of COVID in North America. What are you the most proud of that you've done in your business through the last two years? I think that uh, one of the things is surviving, but not just surviving, but actually um, creating something um, despite despite of everything that's been happening in my life and globally. Uh, because of pandemic, so um, I think I'm I'm really proud of that. It's uh, Rosanna knows that it's been very hard for me to uh, to admit that I'm proud <laughs> of, uh, of yeah. something. <laughs> hey, this is your space but... to brag about it a little bit. We want to hear. We want to glean. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm acknowledging slowly the fact that you know I um, we didn't have to shut down, and we we actually created. Um, a really solid place for us um, among our clients. We could really see the impact of um, of pastry shop, which, which I don't know. I even to myself, it didn't seem as such an important establishment because, like, it's not like we are saving people's lives. You know, it's not like we are um, doing something monumental. But like during COVID, we really felt um, how important we are in people's lives. Um, mm-hmm. And it was incredibly touching to us, you know, like we've decided to never stop during uh, during pandemic. So we were doing deliveries at some point. It was literally myself, my husband, our little daughter who was four years, well, three years old back then who couldn't go to daycare at the time because they were locked down um, and me being pregnant. And we, we continued, you know, we still baked a lot less and on a, on a smaller scale. Um, but we did everything ourselves and um, we could see um, delivering our goodies to people that sometimes it was their only uh, interaction with with other human beings that don't live in their house, you know, and people were waiting for us by the window and waving to us and, you know, like being excited because something amazing was delivered to them. And um, I think I saw another level of, of the impact we are able to create um, just in a pastry shop, you know, um, and mm. and this is really like ground shaking for me, or um, just to see that yeah, it, it goes beyond creating tasty things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So the impact piece was clear to you as you began the business, and COVID it sounds like has even just clarified it more and helped that mm-hmm. to stay at the forefront during a really difficult time. Rosanna, like as you've been coaching Paulina, what do you think? I mean, you coach a lot of business owners and see a lot of people navigating COVID, business in COVID, creating results within COVID. 
What is it that you see in how Paulina has approached things that has really benefited her or set her apart and had her being successful? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Paulina was navigating a lot of this without me as her coach. And then I think when she got to a certain point, Paulina, you correct me if I'm wrong, but it like, she was exhausted and, and was really, didn't want to, to remain feeling the way she was feeling. And then, so we, and we, we re-engaged our coaching. Uh, that's correct. Right. Paulina, that was sort of the cause. Yeah. Yeah. And so what I found really special actually that I noticed with her is, you know, she would come on to calls some days and, and like, she was, you know, like we know that currently in the restaurant industry, you know, restaurants, um, bakeries, whatever it is, are just like dying for employees. There, there's such a scarcity of, of employees, you know, so she was carrying a lot of the weight to just make the business continue working. And she would come on to calls and, you know, like, would I would be that safe space for her to share some some of what was challenging her. But what I found so fascinating is that on one hand, she'd be sharing what wasn't working. And then she'd be like, oh yeah, and by the way, oh, I created the new website. Yeah. And like we got the SEO optimized. And oh yeah, this, that, that. And I was like, oh, I would just sit back and be like, Paulina, <laughs> hold on a second, you know, because it's easy, I think, for a high performer to see what's not working and what they're not doing. And so some of our special moments together were, were was like taking a deep breath and saying, hold on a second, look at all those things that you you have been doing and let's not skip over those too fast. Let's take a moment to actually recognize you know, the impact that that thing you did this week, meanwhile, managing all these employee issues, you know, like that thing over there still really mm. moved the business along. And so I think there is that thing with, with high achievers. And even I'd say like this meta performer idea that we have where you really care about impact. You really think about how am I becoming the best leader? How am I developing my team? There can be that, like, because they have an internal locus of control, like where they really look at themselves as the ones uh, who are to blame whether for the success or the failure. She, Paulina is often, I think, hard on herself as I see other leaders that I coach uh, yeah. be. And so uh, we would spend some time sort of like teasing out the good things that were also happening in tandem with the challenges. So it sounds like part of your coaching conversations was slowing down in the midst of having a lot going on. <laughs> Paulina, you're you're smiling at me. I mean, we're this yes. is a podcast, so audio only for most people, but you're smiling and nodding. Mm -hmm. Um what was the most helpful thing for you to slow down into as you had those coaching conversations with Rosanna? It's a extremely difficult question to answer because uh, there were so many things that uh, that she helped me with and uh I think um, the most incredible thing of that second part of coaching, which is like this post, well, not post-COVID yet, but uh, <laughs> the, our current situation, yes, yep. um, was that I wasn't expecting um, to notice something about my personality or about the way I am as a, as a human being, you know, mm -hmm. I was just expecting something similar to the first coaching we had, which is, you know, like, Oh, do this exercise and then you'll get this result. And like right. this website can help you narrow down the colors for your logo, you know? Yeah. And this coaching was very different because, um, 
like that technical aspect I already had, uh, but I wasn't expecting um, to have discoveries about myself that um, were very deeply rooted. And now, uh, now mm. I'm getting very emotional. And um, mm-hmm. basically, I discovered uh, loads of mechanisms that stopped me from from performing, I guess, and from really expressing myself and for achieving what I could achieve. Yeah. Um, like some self-sabotaging techniques, you know, and like the belie- beliefs I have about myself and beliefs I have yeah. about my life and what it means to be a business owner, what it means to be a mother, what it means to be a boss. And um, with Rosanna, like week by week, um, I just saw myself um, analyzing all those as- aspects and um, really mm. witnessing who I am and and what I think about myself, I don't know if it makes sense, but uh, yeah, I discovered just so many things that stopped me from um, really achieving my full potential. Um, yeah, so you were already doing the structural things, your business is up and running, but there were some things that weren't clicking as much and realizing the ways that you we're looking at things, the the parts of yourself that you brought to the conversations about your business, that was what ended up being really powerful. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Within that, I'm curious then, especially within COVID, which you know we've mentioned has been such a time of pivoting for businesses and a struggle to make profits. As you have been a business who has made profits during COVID... Who did you have to be or who did you have to become through that in, in those conversations? <laughs> I know I'm not asking easy questions today, am I? <laughs> <laughs> I think I had to um I had to say goodbye to certain beliefs that I had about myself and uh, which is like a little bit what I mentioned um just earlier. I don't know, I don't know how to answer this question without being like extremely exhibitionist (laughs) about my feelings, you know, like I, (laughs) yeah, I'll ask a similar question, kind of a different angle. If you don't mind me asking, is there something that you realized that you were believing about yourself or about what was possible for your business or how it had to operate? I mean, you can go anywhere you like with this, but is there something that you realized you were believing that was holding you back. Yes, yeah, definitely. And uh, this is the, the the huge change that Rosanna um, brought <laughs> in my life. And I, I think I'm still in the process of understanding uh, like the impact of what I understood throughout our coaching sessions. And I'm not, I'm not done processing everything that happened and everything that I understood. But yeah. uh, many things clicked and I've noticed like patterns about myself that were surprising. So I remember uh, Rosanna asked me um, how I see myself and like if I could identify, I don't know if you specifically asked me about the animal that I, that I identify myself in my, in my back then situation. But uh, I basically realized that I feel like self-sacrificing cow, which is like this person who's being milked oh. from all sides. You know, yeah. at home by my kids, <laughs> also <laughs> literally yeah. because my baby was little. <laughs> yeah. mm, and like, I just felt like everybody just wants something from me, and I have to keep giving and giving and giving and giving. And yeah. um, 
I just don't know what to do anymore. Like I'm, I'm done. I don't have anything else to give and I'm not even, I'm not even finished yet. Like there is still so much to, to do so many emails to respond so many questions. Um, it's like never ending scenario in which my only role in this world is to just keep giving and mm-hmm. sacrificing myself. Yeah. Um, and I think we spent many, many sessions, like really looking into this and seeing where it comes from and, and how I can change the way I see myself and what I believe about myself and what I believe success is and happiness is and love is. Um, and yeah, and, and, and we managed to, (laughs) I don't, I don't even know how exactly, but we managed to achieve this. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. And I I can imagine that in a business, especially where the name of the game is creating beautiful, you know, delicious desserts and being innovative, that living in a place where you're feeling pretty spent and like you don't have a lot to give, that must have felt particularly challenging for you. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Polly and I clearly remember those those conversations and it was we looked at you know there's there's a payoff of being that for people and it, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like you know if you're listening to this right now and you're a coach and or you're a coachee it's like the the big complaints that we have they usually serve and and give us something and Paulina was really beautiful and skillful to see like you know yeah because if I am not that for them, then maybe I won't, I won't be needed. Or, you know, and there was, there was just this honest exploration of like, oh, me being that for them, there's a payoff, but there's a really big cost to me and, and my personal life and what I really want for my life. And so we worked at that for her to get really clear on, on what new, like what she wanted to believe instead and who she wanted mm. to be instead. And and as she said, it's yeah. something that I think she's, you know, Paulina, you said, uh, like, I'm working on this right now. That's huge. And as I listen to you both talk about this, what I'm really hearing is how willing, Paulina, you were to be really curious about how you were thinking about things and willing to to go into the thinking. I mean, I, I can put myself in your shoes a little bit if Rosanna's asking you, hey, what's the payoff of you feeling like this, this way that you're not enjoying, um, <laughs> that it's it's probably a bit of an odd question to be considering at first. Was was that your experience? Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, like my, my defense mechanisms are, they kicked in and, you know, like there was also anger sometimes at, at Rosie, which, yeah. you know, I just wanted to say like, well, what's your problem? Like, stop asking me this question. I, I need help, not, not judging. I know she wasn't judging me, but, you know, I don't yeah, need yeah, to yeah. be accused of something right now. I just, um, I need help, but I don't need to be like... I don't need to question myself, but that's exactly what I needed, you know? What you just said, I mean, I want to highlight what you just said. I don't need to question myself, but that's exactly what I needed. You know, I'm (laughs) paraphrasing what you just said. But that is so huge because I think a lot of people, when they're in the coaching space, it's a brand new thing to have someone else looking at these really under-the-surface conversations about yourself, about how you see yourself, about what you're doing, how it's working for you, having these questions 
and being willing to use those questions. Um, mm-hmm. I know you said you don't like to brag about yourself, but I really want to point out to you, it sounds like as Rosanna gave you the space to consider these questions that you really took them and created a lot with them. Can you paint us a picture then? I, and maybe you don't fully know this, which is, you know, you mentioned it's in progress. When you used these questions that initially seemed jarring, but you allowed yourself to sit with, what did you create as a picture instead of the picture of everybody wanting something from you? What was more helpful and what did you come up with? <laughs> so I had this mental image of a zebra, you know, uh, <laughs> um, which uh, like was the very contrasting uh, <laughs> image on many levels, like even in terms of like splashes on cow that were irregular and zebra that's like more organized and, and clean and yeah. free and strong and uh, has, you know, the energy and the power to just run free and is independent and can express herself, but uh, it doesn't have to come at the cost of sacrificing herself. So yeah, we're going for grounded zebra. Grounded <laughs> yeah. zebra. I like that. So did you do anything with that? I mean, is, has that picture made it into your life anywhere? Yes, definitely. I mean, I, I did have uh, the reminder on my phone and in our Asana uh, board as well. So it was yeah. uh, a constant reminder visually for me as well to where, where I'm heading. <laughs> That's fantastic. So something that you wouldn't have created unless you had gotten past that offense of like, why is this coach asking me questions, questioning, you know, how I'm seeing myself and getting into this picture, the grounded zebra was come from showing up in your life as the grounded zebra. What is the beauty and the good that has come from that? Because even as I watch your face, you're lighting up. (laughs) <laughs> as you talk about the grounded zebra. So I'm thinking good things have come from this. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yes. Uh, um, well, the, the the most amazing thing was the entire shift of, of how I see myself and my business and uh, loads of realizations that came with it. Like, for example, um, I understood how much energy I put directly in my business um, versus my family. And it was a very difficult realization and and very difficult truth to admit about myself Um, because you know like automatically if somebody asked me what's the most important thing in your life I would say my kids my family you know my my husband but then my life wasn't I wasn't living the life that would show that Mm. at all because everything was going into my uh, my employees and my business and my clients and my store it was mind-blowing to to see to what extent um I also live my parents' life, my parents whom I judged for a long time for sacrificing many things for their work. Mm. Mm. And then I just ended up doing the same, you know. Mm. Um, so that was one of the the major realizations, I, I think. Um, and a little bit also of what Rosanna mentioned, that um, I, I realized to what extent I... Um, I sacrifice myself at work because I, I want to feel needed because I'm afraid of what it means if I if I let go, if I trust people, if I um, if I hire the right people. I, I just realized that even my hiring problems, my recruitment issues, yeah. and the problems I had with my team as it was earlier 
were grounded in in this self-sacrificing cow, in how I couldn't mm. accept certain truths about myself and therefore I couldn't hire the right people and I couldn't um, delegate, I couldn't create the yeah. team I wanted, I yeah. couldn't create an environment that would be supportive and sustainable. And then what was really beautiful to see yeah. is that really tangibly she did things that were completely different. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I think Paulina of how you allowed one of your employees to take a place uh, that you were initially hesitant about giving her that or whether it's like allowing employees to share recipes or, you know, take a certain place as a leader. We have this assessment at Novus and like Paulina's like giving it to her employees, trying to understand what motivates them, you know, like trying to really see what lights them up so she could, you know, lead them along in a way that would really fulfill them versus, you know, a whole other way of relating to it. Yeah. I want to build on what Rosanna just said because I heard something similar as you were talking that was beautiful that I wanted to pull out, which was that as you... Paulina had some of these realizations that you then did different things as a result of them. Because I think people, and especially, you know, today there's such a culture of um, self-development and learning and leadership. There's lots of resources out there. A lot of people hear interesting things, but then they don't do anything to create value with it. I think the thing that I really heard in what you were saying was, you realize some things through your coaching conversations with Rosanna, through answering the questions that might have felt like they brought up defense in you at first. And then you went and did different things and shifted the trajectory of how your life was going, how your business was developing, and created all kinds of different results because of that. And that's, I mean, that's something that's easy to drive by, but that was really huge in what you just said. And I really wanted to highlight that. I thought that was so beautiful. All while hitting her profit targets, right? Like, cause yes. this is a business. <laughs> so we're not saying Paulina transformed her life and then her business tanked. Like no. she had a clear outcome for uh, increasing her profitability. And, you know, I asked her, Paulina, like what would be a profit increase that would make this coaching worth it for you? And she named it. And when we got to the end, like she had hit it. So like just to name it out there for those listening, it wasn't like a transformation at the expense of the performance of her business. Yeah. Paulina, if someone had told you, hey, through working with Rosanna, you will be able to simultaneously create more profit for your business while having greater satisfaction in what you're doing and increasing the impact of what your business is doing... Would you have thought that was possible? Well, yes and no. Yes, because now yeah. I know Rosanna, so I would say yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's hard to believe that uh, that a change like this can happen and also in such a relatively small uh, amount of time because well, we've been coaching for three months only. So mm-hmm. um, I, I would never guess. I, I didn't even know that change like this is possible in life in general, basically, let alone in three months and let alone in in coaching, you know, uh, because so much of the coaching that I tried in other places is focused on, you know, Instagram and how to get more followers. So this is like totally different thing. You know, it's like, yeah. it has nothing to do with, um, with this artificial superficial coping mechanism in life and in business. And it's just groundbreaking. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Rosanna, do you have anything to add to that? Um, yeah. And I was just thinking like, you know, our, our, our second contract just to clarify, was it? Yeah. About three, maybe stretched to four months. And then our, our first time we worked together, I think it was like closer to a year, eh, Paulina? It was like, mm-hmm. yeah, six, yeah. Six, but it stretched. Um, so this was like this, like a sprint where we got up to something, you know, in the, like the heat of the impact of COVID on her personally as a business owner. And, and then we, you know, like ran that torch to lead her into the end of the year where she could then take a pause, which you just completed your pause (laughs) and you're back in it. (laughs) Sometimes clients do that with coaches where they'll go on a pause for a while and then re-engage. You know, what have you noticed was helpful about having the coaching space that you missed when you were on the pause? Um, I think accountability is like the the biggest factor for me because, uh, knowing something um, and actually doing it with which is what you've mentioned as well are like two different things so um having to to talk to uh, rosanna on a weekly basis or bi-weekly basis yeah. made me accountable basically forced me to be accountable um right. because i had to say what i did <laughs> in the last right. week to, to get closer to my vision yeah. um, she's well trained you hear that <laughs> yeah um also one very big thing uh that i realized is um accountability on a very micro scale which is for example not being late uh, for the sessions and i just want to say thank you again rosanna because it changed uh changed my life on, on many levels because I, I I stopped, I guess I stopped lying to myself that I can do so many things and still do this and that and that. I, I started to understand that if something is my priority um, and I am a person of, uh, of integrity, then I said I'm going to be there at this time, so I'm not going to cancel, I'm not going to be late and I'm not going to not take this time that I promised myself and someone else. So this mm. is something I miss, like uh, accountability and somebody waiting for me on the other side and be like, well, it's one minute past. Yeah. So where were you? <laughs> Are you coming? <laughs> well, and there's a lot, there's a lot in what you just said. So you mentioned that it was around your accountability to Rosanna around being on time for calls led you to that realization. Can we, can mm-hmm. we slow that down for a second? How did that Maybe Rosanna, you can jump in here too if you have things that you remember from it. But how did being late to a call lead to all of those realizations? Because there, that was some powerful (laughs) stuff you just mentioned. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, one of the things I realized is uh, I really value uh, integrity, and I always say it to Rosanna that like it's one of my biggest values, and the team I want to create is the team that values integrity. But then um, I think Rosanna sent me an article about integrity and Mm -hmm. uh, I realized that the integrity on a micro level, I I don't even, I am not a person of integrity in those little things Mm. because I don't, I am late and because I cancel and because I don't show up. I have these tendencies to not show up because I see integrity as this, big, amazing, huge value, but I don't actually apply it in my life to little things. Right. Um, and yeah, it was, um, a bit of a moment of, um, shame, I guess from, for myself, because I, I realized that I'm not living up to what I claim is such a huge value in my life. 
Um, so yeah, mm. <laughs> that's, mm. that was a big yeah, shift. Yeah, that's fascinating. Rosanna, do you have things to add? What do you yeah. remember from that conversation? Because I'm oh, guessing yeah. it didn't stay in the the first moment of shame coming up. Things probably evolved from there. Do you remember? Well, yeah. I mean, you can imagine Paulina shared about this self-sacrificing way of being that she had. And so when she would show up late to a call, it wasn't because she was like, you know, off like, you know, picking her toes or something. It's because she was doing work. (laughs) She was doing work that was like important work. Right. And so when she, when she would show up late and, and also just zooming out, imagine I'm a coach and, and I like, I really care about my client And if my client has a pattern that she shows up late, the risk is that I could make up stories like she doesn't value me or I, you know, she's not getting results from the coaching or it's about me. It's about me. And so my discipline was to hold the space for her and to ask her questions like, Hey, so you're a couple of minutes late. You're on your iPhone on the patio of your, of your bakery, like not feeling like you have a space of focus and you know, what does that say about your level of prioritization of yourself? And and those were things that you had agreed to around, you know, what the call would be. And yes. And so in our, in our, as, as we launched our coaching, we made some commitments to each other that we both agreed, agreed on. And that's right, really important, okay. right? Because if she never agreed to do any of that, then, then yeah, I, they would I, just be interesting notices, but not things that she had committed to. Yeah. Yeah. So so as we explored that and I and I held that space for her and didn't make her wrong or bad because that's like the risk with me as a coach is like my client's not on time like what's wrong with her you know and sure but yeah. I like immediately you know just like brush that off and said that's that is not what this is about like if I'm for her and I'm serving her in every part of how she's showing up then let's ask some questions and so we actually had Polly and I remember like maybe one of our most powerful coaching sessions was a coaching session that I was like, well, are you, do you even want to have this session right now? And she's Mm -hmm. like, yes, yes, I do. And so, you know, so we had it, uh, where I could have been like, I'm mad at you because you're late. You didn't follow through on your commitment. You can (laughs) rebook. Here's my link. You know, like I could have been a a jerk about it, Yeah. but I, I am proud of that. Like my, how I, Paulina, like I, I didn't make, make you out to be anything. It was just like, let's look at this. Like, let's observe it under a microscope Mm -hmm. and see what's there. And from that, we were able to have the conversation about integrity. We, we, we looked at that article, we can put it in the show notes for our listeners. Yeah. And yeah. And that brought us to uh, a really, I think, powerful place. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, and, and so I know uh, you said Paulina, that it was a integrity was something that was a value to you. And it sounds like the shift there was starting to see it as something that you could actively turn up in certain areas rather than being one banner value that you were good at or bad at. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, when when Rosanna was talking about lateness again, you know, um, the, the big shift there was that... Um, she would always ask me and and again I found it extremely annoying uh, each time because <laughs> she would be like so why are you late and I'm like I'm just thinking but you know why I mean you know that I'm, I'm like, somebody didn't show up and and I yeah. have to like I have so Wait, many things that's why I'm yeah. late but then 
the, the deeper we dug each time, the end result was always the same, which is I didn't make time for myself. I didn't make myself right. important, important. And I didn't, I didn't assign enough significance to me, my life, what I want mm. and the change I'm, I, I'm trying to achieve, you know? So at the end of the day, like we could cover it with so many things, you know, like I'm late because my child is ill and I'm late because I have to bake this and that. And I'm late because this client was really impolite and I had to deal with her or him. But at the end of the day, I'm late because I didn't, I didn't assign any significance to me, my life and my choices. You know, I just pushed away everything that's really important to me because I, I decided to sacrifice myself for, for something, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like, each time wow, yeah. I would be late, there was this yep. this realization again and again and again until yeah. until it just, I don't know, until I understood it and I accepted it and I decided yeah. to change it. <laughs> well, wow, that's really neat how the need is selling it short. I mean, that is incredibly powerful how what you just said ties into the conversation about beliefs and realizing ways that you were self-sacrificing and it was impacting your integrity and therefore, mm-hmm. the things that you wanted to do if you're not following through. Man, that's mm-hmm. huge. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. And imagine our, I think it was like our last coaching session, you know, it's like Paulina gets on the call. She's in her office. She's She has a tea. <laughs> Remember, you're like, cheers. And I'm like, wow, this is different. <laughs> So you changed your setup and how you were engaging the coaching conversations in order to make it the most useful for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, hey, do you mind if I ask you a little bit about Oracias Veni? No, sure. I know we're shifting gears a little bit, <laughs> but I I went on the website and oh my goodness! My first question is: Do you ship to Calgary, Alberta? Because that's where I am, and I want some of those things. <laughs> Not yet, unfortunately. <laughs> I was really hoping I'm gonna have to make a trip to Quebec. Maybe if I go visit Rosie at some point, uh, I'll be swinging by because your baked goods. I mean, they all look so incredible. What has been the most fun thing that you've been able to do as a gluten-free, soy-free bakery in the market? I know we talked a little bit about the impact, but specifically with the things you make and the things you do, has there been anything that's been particularly standout in your mind or that you've loved doing? Well, I have to say that what what's um, really fun to me is like the general idea, actually, that you can create gluten-free and vegan things that um, are just absolutely delicious and beautiful and they don't melt and, you know, they yeah. don't uh, fall apart or they are not hard as brick um, without using all the traditional um, pastry world ingredients, you know. Yep. Um, and uh, each time we, we achieve something like this is really... It's really fun because you just realize that, you know, what we've been taught and what we've been shown since forever is not necessarily the only way. Like we can we can use so many alternative ways of getting somewhere and creating something in, in amazing. And this is what I really love about this particular niche baking. Um, and I think what another thing that I love is um, recreating my childhood uh, memories in my baking. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of inspiration from Polish recipes, and they are they are never direct recipe like veganized Polish recipe, but I use yeah. inspiration of uh, 
like the childhood uh, goodies that I remember. Um, yeah. And yeah, this is something I just love because then I bring, I really bring a piece of me and uh, to serve something like that in Montreal on a different continent, I find it mm-hmm. really special. Yeah. Rosanna, have you had a chance to go down there and, and have some of these things? You're local, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. And so it's like, and I and I just keep seeing it evolve and become even better. And it's like, Paulina actually, her business is shattering an assumption, which is like, we think it's either gluten-free, vegan, you know, yeah. soy, whatever, or delicious. Yeah, as, as she said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like one or the yeah. other. And honestly, even for me, it's been like, yeah, like I reflect on a mistake I made is I didn't hire her for my wedding. And for some reason, it like it didn't click that she <laughs> should be the one to make my cake. And it was only after, you know, where I was like, oh, no. So it's like the work that that she's doing. And yeah, so we we order stuff or pick stuff, pick stuff up. And it's it's like, oh. I didn't like I didn't realize, you know, that this is where I can go just to get my baked goods. I don't yeah. have to go there because I'm celiac or gluten intolerant. Yeah. Oh man, that's great. I have a son who is soy free and it is hard to find things that everyone will enjoy and that hit his, you know, dietary. So, and I'm sure even, yeah, I can imagine the impact that you have with families. But Rosanna, you said something I want to highlight there, which was shattering. I might be paraphrasing wrong, but you said shattering assumptions. Yeah. I think I want to connect some dots because this is clicking for me as I listen to you. Shattering assumptions about what a bakery has to do to be delicious Hmm. in the market. And then also the work that you did within the coaching, you did some shattering of your own assumptions of what it took to be a successful business owner. And that, that was just a really interesting parallel to me. It seems like the theme in running your business and starting your business and having your business thrive during COVID has been shattering assumptions and getting really creative around it. Would you agree? Does that land for you? Yes. It's very beautiful. <laughs> I definitely agree. <laughs> yeah. And so like even a reinvention within that and having the space it sounds like Rosanna's coaching was really powerful for you to have the space, not to not only to realize those things, but also to rebuild and create what you want it to be from there. Yes, I um, I'm I'm even afraid to to imagine uh, where I would be if um, if I didn't mm. um, do this um, this sprint with with Rosanna because um, I really needed um, you know I, I needed help and I needed to change something. So yeah. Mm, yeah, I don't even want to like try to imagine how how unhappy I would probably be. I would love to hear you imagine and state a little bit about where are you going? What can we expect to see from Odessia's Vani in the next few years? What's next for you? Um, this is difficult to say uh, <laughs> because we are still in this uh, COVID um, weird time. Uh, so uh, we've been just allowed now to reopen our um, our seating space in in Montreal. So um, okay. um, I'm in the process of redefining and, and just double checking with my business partner and, and my um, husband um, <laughs> to see <laughs> to see if we uh, if we want to continue going in the same direction or if we want to change something slightly. 
Um, but I definitely right. want to um, start working on a test kitchen um, with one of my current employees who is absolutely amazing and um, have a, an extra space um, where me and her could uh, just focus on testing and doing more amazing things uh, and then bringing them to the store. Oh, interesting. Wow. Wow. Um, well, if you ever need any taste testers, I'll volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too far. Um, thank you so much. That's uh, well, we'll be excited to watch where you go next with it. I mean, I have no doubt seeing what you've done through the last two years of COVID and through the last five years since you first started the the beginnings of this vision conversation with Rosanna. I have no doubt that you're going to go incredible places from here and uh, we'll, we'll have fun watching. Where can we, where can we watch? Where can we see you? Where can we connect with you? If people are looking for Odessia's Vani, for you, where can they find you and reach you? Uh, we're on Instagram, on Facebook, our website as well. And um, if you are in Montreal, we are uh, in Verdun, uh, 3910 Wellington Street. Uh, which is a beautiful gastronomic street. Anyway, there's so many amazing places there now. Um, so come over. <laughs> Great. And I think we can probably put some of your information in the show notes so people can hop over to your Instagram. You, you really have to see the things that are on there to believe them. They're just so stunning. Paulina, thank you so much for joining us. Rosanna, thank you for being on the show with us today. It's been great hearing about your coaching experience and uh, all the amazing things that you've done through your business in the last five years. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more resources like this, as well as articles and videos by all of our coaches, go to novus.global and click on resources. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe. That helps us out a lot. Rate and leave a review. If you didn't like us, just leave us alone. We drop new episodes every week and we don't want you to miss out. If you want to explore hiring a Novus Global Coach or becoming an executive coach at the Meta Performance Institute for Coaching, email us at begin at novus.global or click the link in the show notes. Thank you again for listening and remember, dare to go beyond high performance.